Welcome to Bad Movie Brunch. I'm Luke. I'm Katie. I'm Taylor. And it's Yuletide fucking joy. Tidings of <laughs> tidings of of tender joy. What is the lyric? You sound so excited. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It's Yuletide of joy. It's fucking <laughs> Oh tidings of something and joy. Oh. Good tidings of comfort and joy. Comfort, comfort and, and joy. joy. There oh, you go. All right. Anyways, yes, it's 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 roughly Christmas time. Um and I decided to pick just a shit terrible movie for us to cover on Bad Movie Brunch. All right. I think that's pretty harsh. I'm going to come in hot and say this movie pretty good. And the movie we're talking about is Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas. A classic. Ugh. One that everybody knows so well. And if you don't, <laughs> well, shame on you. Add it to your Christmas list. Katie, when I when I when I picked this, you uh you said you exclaimed excitedly that you were that you wanted to, to watch this as well. So I want to hear. Yeah. I just want to hear your sentiments on the on beating the beast, enchanted Christmas. I was genuinely surprised that we had never covered this for like it's some reason. Weird. Yeah. I actually I I was thinking of this being my next pick, and I <gasps> went through our entire podcast history just to make sure we hadn't covered it before, just Again, to like keep my bases. Us. It's mm-hmm. on a fucking silver platter. It's on a. It's like a on a cookies and milk tray, like and we're <laughs> Santa Claus, ready to just gulp that shit and gobble it mm-hmm. up. It's, it's right smack dab in our era. It, this uh, film was a VHS tape that sold seven point six million copies in nineteen ninety seven, and mm. it is one of the Disney direct to video sequels that were all the rage before there was remaking disney films to make them quote-unquote live action there were the direct to vhs <laughs> movies oh, without a doubt that's an amazingly astute point like they 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 te- they chummed the waters with us as kids kids to see mm-hmm. if we would make our parents buy two-bit half-ass vhs straight to video sequels of of iconic films Saw that we were saw that we bought that many copies, and we're like, all right, when these fuckers turn eighteen, we're gonna start, we're gonna remake all of the classics, and then we'll make hundreds of millions on stuff we already own, <laughs> like just laughing maniacally. Mm-hmm. And what you're forgetting is that some of the sequels rip, and I think it's this true. one, I think this one rips. Critics don't agree. Yeah, critics schmidtics. And I love Disney. Don't get me wrong. Like, it has as a much as I'm, whopping thirteen percent. On Rotten Tomatoes. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I sound like I'm raging against the machine here. I'm not. I love Disney. I'm a whore for it. I'm wearing an Emperor's New Groove t-shirt right now. You'd, it's hard to find a day where I'm not repping something Disney Disney uh, adjacent. I'd say Taylor's the same. So I do love them, but I'm no fool to how this business I'm, <laughs> how this business rolls. And they are in the, the industry of nostalgia, and nobody, nobody makes nostalgia and then sells it back to you like Disney. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm here for it. so delighted that you hate it because like Taylor, I also think this slaps and upon rewatching it, it has a lot of flaws, obviously, yes. or we wouldn't be covering it, but I really enjoy that there's actual stakes and it's, it's, there's a take this weird, it doesn't make any sense. Mid quills, I think as a general rule are a bad choice because mm-hmm. they just, you can't fit them into the narrative that's already been created. 
So on, so from like the get go, that's a bad idea. But like, I think that they did the best that they could with this premise. Like playing inside the canon, they're like, well, we really only have that one that one space of time where he's a beast with her. So we have mm-hmm. to play in that area because after the end of the movie, he's just a beautiful prince again. Which is, yeah, you know, they that's could not have kept fun. going with that. Well, yeah, I think they should have kept going instead of being like, well, remember when she was enslaved and we had that fucking ball in Christmas, guys? Where she mm-hmm. also almost died like 18 times. Yeah, and it's like that organ and like the fife we didn't mention the entire time in the first movie six years ago. So good. I think so, so here's funny. the thing. It's not that it's not so good. It's not that it's not so funny. You're right. You're both right. And this is a blast. And I'm playing the devil. Like, I'm playing the devil and you're the advocates. But, <laughs> but playing with the canon of the movie and, and, and fucking with the movie that, you know, won Academy Awards, like, was a, was sort of a groundbreaking flick in its own right, sort of restored majesty to to the Disney musical, like Little Mermaid and this back to back kind of like brought everything back to prominence to, to, to milk it like seven years later for a straight to VHS just hurts a little. It just hurts my soul a little. And, and I, my dad was a huge beauty and the beast fan. And I remember like wanting to rent this at family video, seeing the tape and being like, Holy shit, there's a Christmas beauty and the beast. And my dad's like, that's not real. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, we're not going to rent that. And so I didn't, I didn't see this until like, I was like, no way. In my twenties, oh no, my dad was diehard. That like, might that's be not, why you hate that's it. That's not real. Because it, again, Taylor, hate's a strong word. I don't know if I yeah. hate it, but I do feel enraged. No, but I do feel, <laughs> I do feel a little miffed, offended slightly. Which is hilarious to me because we once one we started our Christmas season watching this movie. So before we I even enjoy it, before we even began the the Stories. thought of it, yes, and that's exactly my point. We sing the song <laughs> "Stories." Yeah, this movie has one song. Suck. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's very rememberable. What's the other one? There's the other Christmas one. That's oh. on the VH. It was on the, the sing-alongs. It's the, um, we just sing the stories one all the time. We love that one, but there's one other I can't think of. Off the top of my head all of a sudden. It's because but, we laugh about it. But here's the thing. Taylor Taylor herself calls out the lyricism in this movie to be like, they, they it sounds like they already had lyrics written from another song, and so they shoved it on this melody, and so there's like 30... Don't take my take. Oh, Luke. Oh, okay. You're the one sucking the cock of this movie. First of all, I think we should start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. Um, It starts, you know, do, re, mi, mini, hi. Okay, this movie is supposed to take place in between basically them, which is really funny. If you watch the beginning of the the original movie, it's like basically five days. they, They fit everything into five days of them ice skating, to Christmas, mm-hmm. and, uh, there and might then be something there that wasn't, wasn't there, there before. before which like is, it looks like they watch that scene and they're like, "Ooh, they look kind of nice in the winter snow." Doesn't the beast look bristly out there? And then they decided to make <laughs> this entire feature. Oh yeah, it's it's basically like, hey, you know what? People really enjoyed that song, and they also loved Belle's outfit. They did, and it, it, and it's I a good think, outfit. and I want to let you know, I love this movie because the the Belle Christmas outfit is something I wish I owned. When I was a child, mm. I am a Beauty and the Beast purist. I watched, I have every DVD version and I used to play the games on it when I was a kid. So like you definitely could have like, I'm a purist as well, which means I want more of it. And they gave me more and I was really happy. 
Now. Yeah, how do you feel about the Emma Watson movie, Purist? That you love every... All, there's no such thing as too much Beauty Pure, and the Beast, right? Purist and animation. No, no too much... Purist and no animation. Purist and animation. Don't... Don't... Don't pigeonhole me. <laughs> oh, Luke's out here trying to get me just because I finally enjoyed a movie on Bad Movie Brunch. That's you hear true. this, Katie? I'm not, I'm not letting <laughs> be positive for once. I'm like, no, 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 fuck this. Even though we did watch it and like held hands and enjoyed ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and one, I love Christmas and then I love Beauty and I the Beast. Too. And like I would drink nostalgia in a can every day of the week if I could. It's like my favorite thing to do. And I, I, I do every week with The Mandalorian. This isn't about you. This is about me right now. I don't know how to explain it to you. This is not about you. It's about me. Okay? Stories. The one thing that they... One, the plot is a mess. Two, it's also like a, a shortened version of the same plot of the movie. Because once again, we... Ooh, he's mean to her. She goes against what he says. And then... And then uh, Lumiere tries to be like, no, it's a good thing that is this happening. And he's like, Rrr. and then his feelings get hurt because he's a little bit of a baby. And then we but add in the fact that it's not Gaston. It's one of his servants. And then I do kind of like that. Although there's a lot of charm to Gaston, there is something to it also being like a magical fucking like organ. Yeah. Like somebody like, you know, you know, like. I don't know how stoked I'd be with this Belle character if if, uh, if I've been enslaved in this castle, like once a human forced to live as a, you know, animate, inanimate, inanimate object. Like, so he has a reason to be pissy, and it's Tim Curry, which is a cool choice. Yeah. So basically this movie is of the Christmas version of the original movie, in my opinion. We meet them. They are... Uh, they're, it's in between the time of... They're kind of liking each other, but they're not. We're still in that same, and then the the plot unfolds of this crazy mess of the same. Oh, you're, we're not supposed to celebrate Christmas, and Belle's like, "But I like Christmas." And then mm-hmm. Beast is like, "Ooh, it makes me angry." And so they try one activity. It becomes dangerous uh-huh. because of the villain, which is a beautiful organ, who is supposed to be beautiful. That CGI is rough, bro. That y'all, give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. And and he's all like. I want to stay the way I am because Beast actually likes me and he listens to me, which is funny because we never once saw him in the first movie. But it's like, but yeah. it's like the organ is like sad, and so he's like, as long as the Beast is sad, he'll have use for me. Is that he, is that his plight? Exactly. He's like, ooh, give me the sad music, and also the Beast like tends to like need him more, even though this character was not in the first movie at all. And mm-hmm. then, uh, we. Sh- so Belle continues on and is like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a Christmas tree. And Sue, the moment of, oh, no, we have, uh, she falls through the ice. And then she, of course, has to get saved. And then she gets saved. And we, we tie up the ends of like, oh, they get to do their dance again. And they're in love. And like everything softens. And then we're like, but see, Belle saved Christmas. That's the short and short and short and I'm short pleased, version. I'm pleased to have the access to it with Disney Plus, but because before Disney decided to finally like open the world to their wealth of movies, they were like uncompromising as fuck in like prices. Mm-hmm. If you wanted something, they're like, "Oh, you can have it." I bought this DVD for Taylor when we first started dating, and it was like thirty dollars for just the DVD and oh shit. Oh my god! Like so. And it was worth it, folks. And you got my money, Disney. <laughs> I love you. Look, baby, I love you. Yeah. But it's like. You know, you have a movie like Beauty and the Beast where, like, you have the dude, was it Howard Howard Ashman or whatever, yes. who, like, they had that whole doc about him on Disney Plus where 
Mm-hmm. That movie's dedicated to that dude. Uh, won the Oscar for the music uh, and everything else. Died of AIDS. Um, and he did not make this music. This movie does not have that music and is not dedicated mm-hmm. to that man's memory because it feels like... It feels like... Mm, I don't know. Am I being too mean, guys? Help me out here. Am I? Should I be like, they, they went out of their way to give me a More. Christmas movie, which I love. More of the story within the canon. It's Disney certified. Should I be pleased with it? I don't know. I'm going to let Katie it, go. I think it depends how you look at it. Because if you're looking for a worthy follow-up to the original movie, you're not going to find it here. If you're looking for something that's like a fanfic what if... Like, I think you're going to be happier. You're right. Like, if you just want to live in that world a little bit longer, and, like, what if there was a different villain who didn't want the beast to become human again? Like, you would get this. And what if Beauty and the Beast but Christmas? It's actually, like, 70 minutes long. No way. Is it really? It feels (laughs) like it's, like, three and a half hours long. Oh, man. You had a bad time. But Tim Curry... (laughs) It's the classic song. I think the other thing is like we just continue to hear the same song over and over again, even though the song keeps happening. It's or other songs keep happening. All we hear is stories. Things. No, I don't think other songs do keep happening. There's only like two. Isn't there? Like, it's not like that's what I'm saying. It's like so improper. It feels so rushed. It feels like they were just throwing darts at a board on what we could put out this year and make an extra buck. I don't doubt that it was, because if you look at the, the wiki page, like, they were inspired by the success of the uh, the Aladdin follow-up, and they were like, what if we do that, but, like, have Gaston's brother use sorcery to now turn the beast, talking. to turn oh, yeah. the prince back into a beast, and then yeah. frame Belle for it, and his name was going to be Avenant, after the original antagonist from the French 1946, La Belle Bette. Uh oh, sorry, La Belle et La Bette. And uh, I guess that just didn't happen. Like that they had more for me. Yeah, I I understand why, but like I think that what the thinking was was that there might have been a meeting that was like that's a little too dark for kids, which I don't agree with. I think that you can make that because I mean the Lion King is pretty dark and it's very All well shit's revered. Too dark for kids? Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, it's like ooh, like it's rooted in some of the most fucked up you know tales of all time, but uh. I, I like that sequel and I'm also like kind of a hypocrite because when I was like I remember enjoying some of the other straight to video ones quite a bit but they felt more proper like like you're talking mm. about there even though that sounds like the same plot it felt more proper this could have been a TV special and I think Disney and Pixar handles this sort of thing way more effectively in, in specials now or, or at least in the past like chunk of the 2010s with stuff like prep and landing one and two toy story was playing with themselves within the canon when they weren't making movies anymore for a minute like with uh toy story of terror and the and the time the the toys time for god and shit and those mm-hmm. did what like they were effective they used all of the same people it felt like and it was from the like the the high quality top-notch teams uh that did the actual toy story flicks it felt like it came from a place of uh of genuine interest and like artistic creative like ooh let's 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 make this happen as opposed to this is something that is gonna help us on the bottom line for our year it doesn't need to be as inspired as you know whatever they were putting out in 97 which is probably like is that like hercules territory and like stuff like really good probably. shit so 
I I don't know. But I see where I'm confused when you say that is like, isn't this a TV special? It's just not. But no, like but it it's is. a directed. It is the version in the 1990s. Like that's true. I mm-hmm. I think that that's like you're giving too much credit to direct to VHS movies. I don't think their intent yeah. is to be like. Oh yeah, we're making another really good that movie. Is, well, no, but here's the thing: I also have to say, Luke's favorite movie is Toy Story. Toy Story two did not come out direct to no, VHS, that's a, that's a and sequel. so let's categorize them. We have ones that come out in the mm-hmm. movie theater, and then we have the direct to DVD. That's fair. Now, would I make an argument that if uh, I was to look at all of the direct to DVD sequels, I wouldn't put this one as Number one, no, if you haven't seen Lion King 2, then you're an idiot. Right. And Lion, yeah, Lion King 2 follows rips. a good mold. Lion King 1 and a half, one and a half, I know Taylor doesn't care for, but I adore that one. That's a solid straight to, although that may have made a theatrical run. I think it might have. I, I could see that happening, but um, I don't think that's true. I think it was direct. I, hey, fucking, I watched Cinderella 2 and 3. I rented them from Family Video. I had Little Mermaid 2. Me and my sister liked it. I remember Melanie. Or Melody, fucking Ariel's mm-hmm. daughter. I, I watched that shit. There was one of the Cinderella sequels where it was time traveling and shit. And, like, the sister, one of the evil sisters falls in love with one of these, like, bread makers in the village. Like, yeah, yeah, look, yeah. I watched him, man. I'm here for it. And I'm here for it. But I think now that you've wet my appetite with kind of what the the sequel being just kind of the same movie again. Kind of like, you know, a la Iron Man 2 or, or Marvel sequels or anything like that. For some reason, it's like it's like that meme where it's like I get slapped in the face with 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 Beauty and the Beast, and I go do it again, and like I want the same <laughs> movie. I don't want the Christmas side story, even though. But the plots even are though, the same. There's that part inside me that loves the fact that this is Disney canon and does exist. The real reason I watch it more, uh, like more than you know, for the the holiday celebration of it all, and just to have something on, is because. We have a card game, a board game from like the late 90s, early 2000s that me and Taylor still play. They don't make it anymore. And there is a fuck ton of questions relating to this movie. You can tell they had to have huh. come out around the same time. So you have to know about this movie to, to, to win that game. And um, that makes it worth watching. So you know what? Now that I've sat and thought about it, guys, movie rocks. I'm here for it. <laughs> Also, like, because I, your wife loves it. So, like... I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. But, okay, Katie, I feel like I've, like, talked over you 18 times. Please go oh, for it. Oh, it's all good. There, There no. is one sequence that I, I've i always remembered about this movie, and I think it it's the thing that slaps the hardest, which is... It's not the song that's memorable, because it is a song sequence. It's when Tim Curry is singing the Don't Fall in Love song, but the animation... There's like this green that comes from his organ yes. that's like yeah. uh, sheet music and it turns into cupids and the cupids are tormenting beast. And it's this very like interesting sequence that's different from the rest of the animation in the movie. And that's what I've always remembered about this film is that little bit. I thought that was You're kind of a neat romantic. part of his character. Yeah. <laughs> that's every speck of their budget was that sequence, I bet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. If they're giving you anything unique, it's that song. That that song. Everything else is like mm-hmm. that could. This could have been extra, just like stuff they ha- already had. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been too mean. I hate being this guy. It's not usually my role. Sitting in this seat. I is know really that's usually tough. me. And me. I like this movie so <laughs> much. I sound like such a Grinch. And you are which Grinch? 
Oh, any of them. I love them all. <laughs> I relate to all of them. I relate to every single Grinch in a different way. This mm-hmm. new Grinch is more like cuddly. Uh, mm-hmm. his, his depression's a little different. I think I relate most to the Jim Carrey Grinch just because, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I'm I'm just I, I like to just I like to just be a real goon while I'm at it. Mm-hmm. I like like Cumberbatch, like Mosier's Grinch is a real like kind of like suffering silent kind of type. Whereas the, the Grinch in Jim like the Jim Carrey Ron Howard Grinch is like, I'm gonna fuck some shit up. And I, I like that. I like that mentality. Can we sidebar really quick and talk about the Grinch? I would I would do anything to sidebar about and talk about the Grinch. Okay, because I've been thinking about the Grinch a lot lately. So Ooh. um I think it's really interesting the different depictions of the Grinch because I think that the the difference between the Jim Carrey and the Mosier Grinch are that they they do have different angsts like their pain comes from different places the Jim Carrey Grinch his pain comes from actual social isolation Mm -hmm. and being tormented and he lashes out as a result of that and the Mosier Grinch is interesting because everybody is totally nice to him, isn't afraid of him. They They're are. all like happy to see him. And but he he Grinch went day. through loss during the Christmas season, and so he can't associate Christmas with anything other than loss. And he can't accept that anyone would want to be around him. So he kind He's of a acts out from that way. Orphan in the Mosier one, mm-hmm. like like we see fucking jim carrey baby grinch get delivered by stork in his little humbersella but <laughs> but but Mosier's grinch is legit like pained bro like that's a great point like and, mm-hmm. and he shuts people out because quote it's better this way i've watched those grinch movies a lot and it's interesting I'm, the difference between the two. Oh, i couldn't agree more and the in the and the feat of making on ron howard's end i think probably like an hour 45 or like 220 if you watch it on a free form the extended edition uh and then the the Mosier movie which is like an hour 30 hour 40 all of that's coming from like what a, a 10 page book so they mm-hmm. like that's that's some hardcore storytelling to like turn those into feature length films and i think they both do it ron howard uh and then Mosier. i can't remember who co-directed with Mosier um on the new grinch the illumination one just really impressive and very effective the same could be said about beauty and the beast (laughs) (laughs) i guess so okay we'll end the sidebar so no uh, no no, keep going i just want to make tim curry oregon also has a sidekick named for uh named fife fife (laughs) or sorry he has a piccolo minion named fife who is voiced by tim rubens and he herman himself just jerking off all over the place (laughs) he um He's a pretty ineffectual minion who, in the end, ends up being the the linchpin to stop Forte, the evil Tim Curry organ, because he didn't give him a solo, which um doesn't track awesomely in terms of uh, redemption arcs. Not really. But it is no. what happens. Um, and he is accepted, as we see in the flash forward when they're all having Christmas and retelling the story. And he is now the the maestro. He's the court composer. So I don't know if he necessarily earned that, but that's where we are at the end of that of this film. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's the. Uh, I think the debate is: is it worth it to get extra Fife, 
the Oregon, Angelique, the Christmas uh, Angel. Bernadette Peters. She yes. does good. She does good, and I do enjoy her. Like, the rest of it is like, okay, we're just getting a story. And then... Is it Angela Lansbury as Mrs. Potts? Does she yes. return? We get more of yeah, her. Yeah, yeah. I, I love them. I love I think Lumiere everyone returns. So it's... You're right. Yeah. So it's like... Is it a... Is it a... Is the, are the extras worth it? Are the extras... Is is uh the song Stories... There's one other one that As long like, as there's, there's Christmas, Christmas. Which I believe should I be a Christmas... truly believe. Which deserves as much yeah, um, the, oh, love. It's actually a decent one. It deserves as much love as um in my opinion um what's cindy lou who's song oh you're crazy <laughs> you're crazy i know i didn't even remember it at the beginning fucking the the, ta- the taylor momsen or the faith hill version slap thirty-eight thousand times harder than than as, any song in fucking beauty and the beast enchanted christmas as long as there's christmas i, I truly, truly believe. believe yeah i don't remember the rest of them i don't remember any of it because it sucks but he's back. No, it's good. It's a good one. I think I think you're right, Katie. I think we I think we've explored this enough. Is is it an is it worth it to have on your list amongst all the incredible Christmas movies? That's that I watch it be. every year. It should be in rotation. <laughs> it should be in rotation because here I'll give you a little fucking secret. The 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 dirty secret of the Christmas movie genre is a lot of them just suck. Like, mm-hmm. like uh, most of them aren't that solid of films. Like there are outliers. Some there are, are even outliers. unwatchable. R- exactly. Like there are outliers. Like the Santa Claus, the first one especially. That's a hell of a film, and I love all. I love all of them, but the first one's a solid, solid movie. Like It's a Wonderful Life is a solid. Like there's like w- there's outliers, but for the most part, that genre is like a troubled little like it's like rom coms or horrors where it doesn't matter if it's good or bad because we'll watch the Christmas movie, and I'm cool with it. I'm mostly of that mind. I just have a hard time with this one because the argument becomes, is more Beauty and the Beast always a good thing? Do you want these characters you love so much and you're willing to sacrifice quality? I don't know if my answer is yes. That's totally fair. But I still will watch it every year (laughs) just to to beat Taylor at the board game. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What is that board game called? Um, Disney's Vault Trivia 2. Yeah, it was like... You you can get it's, on eBay. It's real, we'll play. We should play it virtually via Zoom, Katie. It's a hell of a game. Oh, that'd be fun. I would love you that. You have to bone up. And also, there's no movies from the past, like, 25 years in it because it's kind of old. <laughs> so... Cool. It's a very unique, very niche gaming experience, but we like it. Nice. I have uh, extra credits slash, like, fun little Are we done? Things. Are we done with that? Are we done do with... Do you think? What do you think, Katie? Can I sum it up? Oh, yes, please. I think that mid-cools are generally a bad idea. I understand why they went with it here, because they wanted the beast to remain a beast. Uh, It feels awkward because there are characters. It's always a weird thing to do it with bringing in new characters when they're never mentioned in the canon proper or weren't even alluded to. And there's death, or things that are close to death, in this film that I feel like probably it, it, it messes with the timeline a little bit with that said. Yeah. And even though some of the, even though I don't think like Fife's character arc really tracks, I think that this is a warm Christmas tale. The, even mm, if the songs don't true. slap, I think it's really fun. And I like that there's a bit of danger in actual stakes. And I think that there's actually some cool and creative sequences in here. And I also like Bernadette Peters Angelique. 
I think she's yes. a fun character. She was fantastic. For the for the the parents that like uh, had kids that only would watch Beauty and the Beast on repeat, and then they finally got the Christmas Beauty and the Beast. They probably suck like seeked refuge uh, <laughs> in this flick, like when when they when it came out on VHS. So there's probably also that sweet spot of parents that love it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like getting Frozen two, but like Frozen two is again. There's a difference, a subsect. There's ones that actually came out in the theaters, and then there's ones that went to VHS. This one. Hard deserves it's hard when you play with the canon like that though like i i think it's like if they ever wanted to, well they don't want to probably because they're doing their live action thing now that this animation's gone i should it's i should too, hold it in my heart as a relic because this type of 2d animation's kind of gone and it's too mm-hmm. small of a space katie's right it's like it, they're really trying to fit this in in like three minutes of a like of a time period is what it feels like and yet the the days and don't really make sense in my opinion and also Mm -hmm. the same situation has to happen where we like she doesn't like him but she does like him like solving the problem already from what beauty and the beast did but we also know that that's not exactly true that's not exactly like i thought i saw she has to like him and then like him again like if you were to watch both of them back to back, I don't know if it you'd be happy. Luke's gonna sing the rest of it. Um, but yes. I actually confession, I never saw the Emma Watson one. Me I was either. like, I don't need to. I'm good. Was it good? Mm-hmm. Katie, you see it? Oh, I fell asleep. I had two Ooh. pomegranate martinis in the theater and conked out pretty early <gasps> yeah, on. That, oh, I love that. Back in those days, that's a, that's a story <laughs> you'll tell your grandkids and they'll say, what's a movie theater? <laughs> You know, oh, I honestly, I, I never felt like I needed to see it after that. I was like, well, they have my money and I don't think I really need to see it. It went to theater right when we came to LA for our LA quarter at DePaul. Like, mm. cause it was, it was like that weekend it came to the new 400 and I was like, I'm taking a hiatus. I'll see you fuckers later. And then I was like, I'm never coming back bitches. And then I moved back to Chicago like three months later. <laughs> I feel I feel as though um, that the world is probably a better place with this movie in it. I feel that way about mm-hmm. most films. I think art is art and expression is cool and creativity matters and I like movies. If this movie Me didn't too. exist, we wouldn't have content this week. So thank goodness mm-hmm. for that. And it's definitely and it's- not like like we cover movies sometimes that are mean or are mean-spirited yeah. we haven't covered any that are like on this particular podcast we don't really go after movies that intentionally try to hurt you psychologically Except for Juana man i don't know Juana, <laughs> we had a tough time with Juana man we did have <laughs> upon, a tough time upon with Juana review. Man. and hubie but halloween is... tried to hurt us psychologically a little but yeah More like this ignorance is... mm-hmm. i i feel like this is just a cozy it, it may not be as artistically what's the term uh realized as the original beauty and the beast but i still think that there's something to be gained from it it's a a nice little holiday treat to return to yo in a world where you get it for free with your disney plus subscription that's a that's a check mark and b in 2020 this rotten tomato score goes from 16 to like 94 like uh, standards are standards standards are low this year damn it and there's nothing to see anyways so like you know content is content is content but next year 
WB and HBO Max are giving us every big movie right in our living rooms. <laughs> Very cool. So it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Theaters are dead, bro. I don't think that they'll be dead, Me but either. I do think that uh, there will be a slow returning process. Yeah, I think that th- I think you can't get theaters never died, and I don't think movie theaters will either. Luke's just never been a part of something for very long. <laughs> oh my god, that's so mean. Um, uh, what was the other thing I wanted? To- oh, Katie, did you watch Happiest Season? Oh yeah, I did. I did watch okay. Happiest Season. I I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, for the most part. For the most part. For the most part. Um really didn't care for the main character or how she treated Kristen Stewart the entire movie and really thought she didn't deserve redemption. Like, yeah. I, I think, I think there was like, are a, you team a Riley? Of, a lot of shitting on my heart and feelings in that movie, but I, I did enjoy it and I'm happy it's there. I, it, it's, it was a treat. The real question is, are you team Riley or are you team? Oh, Do I don't even remember Aubrey the first Plaza name. For Kristen Stewart or Harper uh, or whatever the fuck her name is. The internet is blowing up with this question. Well, it's interesting that you say that because definitely lesbian Twitter is all about Team Riley, like a thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. Like it's not even a question. Um, and I, and I understand because Ari Plaza is so fine in that movie, and her character is. It is it's interesting because usually when you meet exes in romantic comedies, they're always like cartoonishly bad. And in this film, I think that they really made a, a genuine point to make you know both the 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 uh, ex-lesbian girlfriend to make her sympathetic and understand where she's coming from. And the same with the straight ex-boyfriend who was just like, did something happen? Like, did I do something? Like, he just wants closure. And I think that that's that's really sweet. You never see that in these films. Like, it's either, like, your ex is totally crazy or your ex-girlfriend is totally crazy or your, yeah, or the, you know, the, um... The ex, like the straight people, are all dumb, but that that wasn't the case here, and I really appreciated that. I um, I think that it ended the way that it had to, um, but I I would have been pleasantly surprised if it had gone with if if it had ended with um Kirsten Stewart ending up with Riley. Um, I do think the beginning is a little convoluted, but overall, I can't tell you how relieved I am that we have that there's a lesbian Christmas movie that doesn't suck. That's yep. awesome. Hell or a yeah. lesbian holiday movie that doesn't suck. That's such a Hell rare yeah. occurrence. I'm so happy. I'm so genuinely you're, delighted that it's a thing. You're getting it. You got a Thanksgiving and a Christmas movie this year. Welcome welcome to being <laughs> a straight white male where the world is all yours. <laughs> you know, like, Yay. Oh, speaking, of, speaking of being a straight white male, and, and uh, I'm, oh, so I'm watching, I'm watching uh, yeah, Perspective Everybody Desperately Craves. I'm watching Happiest Season and I'm like, why are you being so mean to her? Why can't you just be your true self? And like, <laughs> and like, and like, I'm just like, and I didn't really say it. I'm being sarcastic, but I was like, I was really upset. But then Dan Levy, Dan Levy has a very important role in this movie. And it comes in mm. most handy at the very end where he basically explains, oh, it's great that your parents were cool with you coming out to them. My dad kicked me out and I didn't see him for 13 years. So like mm-hmm. me as the viewer, having never had to ever live that experience, having Dan Levy be like, all right, straight boy, let me talk to you for a second. Right, right into the camera. Some people's lives are different than yours. And you got to give this girl the benefit of the doubt. I'm with you. I still think it's really fucked up. She didn't tell Kristen Stewart till they were in the car on the way there. That's horrifying, but mm-hmm. it's a movie. Yeah. It's a movie and stakes yeah. have to be high. 
that uh the beginning where she's like come home to christmas come home and have christmas wake with up me. on christmas I'm morning like, with me why? it's like your parents don't know you're gay i think she's, yeah, like, just, just she, she was on acid when she asked that <laughs> that is a little dumb but the rest of the bizarre. movie like i got i just i'm so happy it exists it might even it's end funny. up on my top 10 funny, i just man. am relieved and i like Dan the Levy tracking the joke top two. yeah <laughs> taking I, a picture of it and going to the pet store it's it's a good it's a good bit it is, and, and you know, I, I th- maybe this is, episode is also going to be part happy season. I think, one, if we would have seen them, like, being in love a little bit more and then being like, come to Christmas with me, and then seeing this, her, like, the main character struggle a little bit more instead of like, hey, we're, like, five minutes away, and now I'm going to start acting like a really shitty person, which, mm-hmm. understandably so, I think families, it's a very complicated mess and like they can make you be crazy, but it I hurt, also though, man, it was hurting to watch Kristen Stewart goes. I love Kristen Stewart. Yeah, well, you love Twilight. Yeah. Um. Do you... I love Personal Shopper? Okay, I watch all Kristen. You loved Kristen Stewart from Twilight. The clouds of don't Sils lie Maria. to people. I watched Panic Room. Don't lie to people. The... You don't lie. It's okay, babe. Um. But I I wonder I if we would have seen. That right. Do you think if we would have seen the lead also struggle a little bit more instead of like sh- I felt like they also made her like defensive all the time and she's like I'm gonna see my friends Hulu's I like- dragged you all the way here and now I'm gonna go help my dad and now I'm gonna go help all these people who are like she can't be herself around she's like no big deal which is why I think Riley comes in and she's like did you hear the whole story and then you're like yeah. oh so this girl just tends to like just trample on the people she loves. Hulu, Hulu execs it, go, we will give you your gay holiday movie, but they will be all white and they will be so rich. And it's like, oh, I know. okay. I know. Fair's fair. I know. Fair's fair. It's baby steps. It's baby steps. I and know. It's I, baby steps. Uh, but don't get me wrong. I would. This I is going to be on my Christmas list. Killer movie. Love yeah. it. They're, um, oh my gosh. I lost my train of thought. Uh, give me one second. Oh no. No, dude. No, we're not going to give you a second. <laughs> well, this is live. Oh, no. it's not. My question for you, Katie, is do you yeah. think that, um, do you think there's a little, the only thing, the missing little secret sauce is that if we would have seen the character struggle a little bit more with her decisions, would we, and, and maybe gotten rid of her sister fight in between a little bit more, that we might be more inclined to be the debate is really about if we're team Riley or the main character, not about whether the movie is good. Cause I think the movie is fantastic. I was living for mm-hmm. the artsy sister, like the, no, the not Oh yeah. Not, but I'm saying I was living for her. She's like my favorite character. Cause this movie she- deserved one beauty and the beast enchanted Christmas is, is the 13% compared, compared to happiest season. Like that's, that's no joke. I will go that far. Um, but I, I just because I it is all over my my newsfeed as well where it's like are you team Riley or or not, and that is like that, the one thing that came out of it. I, I remembered what I was thinking about. So you guys are How I Met Your Mother fans. So remember oh, yeah. Revertigo? Of course. I think that there is a real element of Revertigo in this movie where she is sure. able to live her totally comfortable lesbian life with Kirsten Stewart 
and it's totally cool and awesome. And they actually talk about it in the film. But when she gets home, she becomes the same scared teenager. Mm -hmm. And I understand that implicitly. And at one point when, when Kirsten Stewart is talking to Riley and she's like, I don't know which one is the real Harper. And Riley tells her, or tells her that it was, that, that they're all Harper. Essentially, they're all parts of the same person because she's kind of had to um, compartmentalize her life. So it tracks for me. Uh, I don't, it still is not um, sympathetic. It's a very unsympathetic portrayal. Um, Shattered my world. But I understand it. Great. Then that's Katie's schooling all, to us. Well, uh, well, Dan, Le- <laughs> Dan Levy gave me the schooling in the movie because he's like, you're not going to get this unless your friend Katie tells you. So here. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, I appreciate that. And like, yeah, no, I, I, I was pleased to see it. It's, it's all over Sunset and Vine, big billboards. Go watch Happiest Season on Hulu. Hell of a flick. Um, my, my other personal wreck in terms of the TV movie Christmas genre uh, is hop onto the Freeform app because it's free and watch Holiday in Handcuffs. Uh, that's Ooh. one of my yearly traditions. It's Mario Lopez and, uh, oh, Clarissa Explains It All, Melissa Joan Hart. Um, nice. And it came out, like, it was like an original. ABC Family was doing originals again for a minute, like, during, uh, like, the our middle school years, and that was one of them that really fucking slapped. And it's it's very silly. It's a very high-concept sitcom-y premise. Um, but I really, really, really love it, and and I I think the the audience, if they like this show, they'd get a kick out of it too. It was rated sixty one, so I felt like it wasn't enough of a dip compared to uh, Beauty and the Beast, so I went with this one. But I I, mm-hmm. I really like it, and it would be hard for me to argue <laughs> too hard against it. I think so. Give that a what's and what's the Christmas album you like, Ingrid? Yeah. Listen to the Ingrid Michaelson Christmas album, audience, because that's gonna get you right where you need to be in the spirit. Hell yeah. A lot of extra credits. Yeah. Katie, what is your first Christmas movie that you watched this year? What's your Christmas song the that first you love one? to listen to? Yes. Like, okay. What is the one that Absolutely. you would, or, Go ahead. That immediately? Immediately. So I waited for everybody to go back to their rooms on Thanksgiving, and then I snuck back into my room, and I started planning the recipes for Christmas dinner. And while oh. in a different window, so I had- cute. The classic, I'll Be Home for Christmas with JTT, which we've covered on this podcast. And I want to read you something because I found this recently in my notes because there's a big Twitter thing where like people are putting like pictures of themselves in random notes. And I rediscovered this from November 21st, 2017. It's a guilty pleasure movies list. And at number five, my description of I'll Be Home for Christmas is, I used to unironically love this movie as a kid, and now I love it even more as a tale of a sociopath who tries to terrible his way into a free car. And I stand by that. Oh, that's so, so apt. So well put. It makes (laughs) me want to throw that one on too. And you know, this probably will fall into that category that like, now I'll have the nostalgia of covering a whole episode of my favorite podcast about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Because, yes, my own podcast is my favorite. I'm a big fan of me, even if I act like I'm not. <laughs> um, so I, I do want to go back, and that's another one that's right there for you, served up on a platter on Disney+. Plus. Um, oh, so good. But if you do crave the archaic form of watching holiday favorites, and that's with commercials, go check out 
anything that's on the 25 days of Christmas on Freeform. I've already been kicking it with classics too. I always get my Rankin and Bass on, always watch Santa Claus is Coming to Town and Year Without a Santa Claus and all that good shit. So I'm all over it. I haven't watched Christmas Vacation yet. I still have a lot of little, little bit of headway to make. Boo. Taylor doesn't like it for some reason. It's a classic. Um, <laughs> I'm about to go to Minnesota for the movie's pop-up, and, and all I can think of is that when I'm traveling back uh, for the holiday – how fucked up would it be if I fell found myself in the shoes of Jonathan Taylor Thomas and I mm-hmm. had to to thumb my way back home? That that I think that movie rips. I I love it so much with oh, all my heart. <laughs> I watch it every year immediately. It was the first thing I was like, cool, now it's socially acceptable for me to watch JTT in a Santa suit. I think, uh, I think... song wise, I love Felice Navidad. That's my favorite oh. Christmas song. I want to wish you a Merry I, Christmas. I saw, I saw a back and forth, like a, a a screenshot of a text conversation meme. And it was like, what's that Spanish Christmas song you like? Um, the least knobby dot. And like, <laughs> and the person says, what the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> um, so that's been on my brain. I, I love that one too. Very, very spicy choice, Katie, as, as Taylor put it. Oh, thank you. I just, I think that Christmas songs, there's different kinds of Christmas songs. There's ones that are very contemplative, ones that are very religious, and I really enjoy the ones that have exuberance, and that is the most exuberant Christmas song, and I'm extremely happy every time I hear it. It just lifts my spirits immediately. Sometimes I wake up in a, in a, little drummer boy mood sometimes i wake up in the in, in the, like the fucking run run rudolph mood and i'm like out of all the rain dear you don't <laughs> mine and then sometimes that's a good one one that i think i can't wait to like really take off even though it's been out for what a year or two now is the kelly clarkson underneath oh, the tree that's so like our good. new favorite and i think it's gonna be the mariah carey 2000 and in, in it's carving its spot oh yeah. yeah 10 years from now everybody's if, gonna be like "Ooh, this is the track they're gonna go underneath the tree <laughs> and katie do you know what song we're talking about I, no oh, oh. well give a little googly googly worth a google worth a google uh, I will. That's I'll my give it a favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Katie's now. It's like coming come to this thing where poor Katie has to be like, okay, are they okay? Are oh, they? we're gr- oh, we're so good. And Katie's like, mm, yes. The Friendsgiving episode was one of the most tense things I've ever edited. I'm like, whoa, this was like maybe the most like interesting episode we've ever done. Like, because we were really just going. <laughs> Taylor was going for throats. She was going Patrick Swayze Roadhouse and pulling throats out of people. <laughs> Like just snatching windpipes from necks in, in that in that pod. So so oh, to hear good. her to hear her really like doting over Beauty and the Beast Enchanted Christmas and, and all of us sort of sharing some holly jolly sentiments hits the spot. I think we should keep it up. I think we should do at least another Christmas flick before Christmas is upon yeah. us. What do you think? Absolutely. I, I have a couple that I'm uh considering Yay. for my next pick. Wonderful. And even if it's via Zoom, because I'll be in Minnesota, Taylor will be, uh, you and Taylor will still be socially distanced in um, mm-hmm. in uh, different areas of California. But we all have mics. We'll zoom in and we'll get another one knocked out. Um, and we will 
have a blast. We'll have a fucking fucking Yule ball. We'll have a whole mistletoe. We'll be rocking <laughs> around the Christmas tree. Yeah. We'll jingle bell we'll rock our way out it. of here. Well, happy, happy Christmas. With that being said, <laughs> I- I'm Luke. I'm Katie. And I'm Taylor. And you guys watch some Christmas shit. Happy holidays. Yeah, or yeah, if you don't celebrate Christmas, tell me to fuck off. <laughs>